The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Sometimes you just need a little spiritual guidance to help get your life back together. It can be compared to mosaic art. Many little pieces that come together to form something beautiful. Welcome to the Mosaic Garden. Your host is Mosaic Shaman, Christy Ellen. Christy and her guests are here to ensure that your life is just as you deserve it to be. Happy. Now, here's your host, Christy Ellen. Welcome, and thank you for joining us in the garden today where we're going to be having a conversation about ancient wisdom. And we'll be planting a seed as we do. It's springtime now in the gardens. We're planting seeds. We're planting seeds in our mind for inspiration. And the seed we'll be planting today is ancient healing wisdom. So we're going to start this episode with a meditation. Um, that's how we start each episode here at uh, Welcome to Mosaic Garden on the Empowerment Station. I want to put that out that we have changed. I have moved from the Seventh Wave Station to the Empowerment Station. I've also moved from Moab to Arizona, so life is always about change. And we'll talk about change as well today as we're changing things, changing our thoughts, changing our life. So, if you're in a position where you can meditate with us, I'm going to ask you to take this time. It's the most important thing you can do in the day right now, just to bring in a schematic meditation prayer at this moment. So sit down, connect to the earth, put your feet on the ground. If you're sitting in a chair, if you're sitting on the ground, just sit there in that place of perfect harmony. And we're going to connect with our breath. The breath is what connects us to all life. And the breathing comes in through the mouth and into the belly, making the belly nice and soft, holding that energy and exhaling. Any negative thoughts are exhaled out, bringing in that positive life prana, that prana of air that gives us life into our belly, igniting that energy, bringing it in and exhaling it out. I want you to really connect with your breath because when life is stressful and things are not going the way you want, it's best to just stop and connect with your breath. And when life is going everywhere you want it to go too, it's good to connect with your breath is gratitude. Gratitude in the air that we breathe. So often we breathe in and breathe out without even a thought. Automatically taking for granted that beautiful life prana of air. Breathing in. Breathing out. Now this time when you breathe in, I want you to hold the breath. So breathe in. Hold for a count of four, three, two, one, and exhale. And hold. Four, three, two, one. Inhale. Hold. Four, three, two, one. 
exhale, hold, four, three, two, one. This time I want you to inhale for a count of eight. Eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Hold, four, three, two, one. Exhale for eight. Eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Hold, four, three, two, one. Again, ex inhale. Eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Hold, four, three, two, one. Exhale, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Hold, four, three, two, one. The reason I'm doing that and having you count is now you're slowing down your breath. And the reason I went backwards with the count is because it's important for the brain to change sometimes and not do things in the same pattern. So as you're sitting in that breath and holding that breath, we call in the energies of love and light. I ask you to go into your heart, into your garden, into that place where you feel safe and connected, into your healing garden, that beautiful place of love and light where inspiration comes and speaks to us. In that place, I want you to call in the ancestors, those who have gone before us, and their ancient wisdom, inviting them into the room today that they may join us in the garden, that they may join us in this space, in this beautiful garden full of orchids and hyacinths, where the fragrance is so beautiful. You can smell the air of tulips and daffodils. As spring is coming in the garden, and spring is bringing all things into the garden, bringing that into the garden with joy and love and happiness. As you bring into the garden the sounds of the birds singing on the air, it's calling in spring. And you bring in the taste of strawberries, raspberries, and the taste of spring. And you bring in the feel of the grass as it's growing. As you lay on the grass and you smell and you feel and you, you can almost taste the sweetness of the grass. Everything is ignited and alive in the garden. Bringing in our ancestors and asking them to bring the internal wisdom of self-healing. The wisdom of healing and the wisdom of the joy to be in a body. Just wiggle around and be excited. We're in a body. We're here having an earth experience. We're spiritual understanding, spiritual beings of divine light having an earth experience. And this earth experience, we remember that we are divinely blessed as spiritual beings with all understanding. Namaste and welcome to the garden. So I have noticed more and more how we have turning to ancient wisdom for healing Using the ancient art of sending energy and healing back into the body. I see it everywhere. I mean, even just 10 years ago, you wouldn't hear the words chakras and Reiki and yoga and meditation. And those are words that are commonplace 
in the world that I work in and the world that I live in. And even when I meet someone new and I say, do you know what a chakra is? They'll say, oh, at least they know what the third eye is. And they start understanding. And yoga is a very prominent word. So I'm so excited that we're using these words and are introducing the ancient art of healing into our world here on this continent. Because it's been all over in the East. And it's... If you leave and you travel a bit, you see it everywhere. And now we in the West are starting to embrace this healing, ancient tradition of healing art through energy. And we're understanding the power of energy. Even science is out there now defining it, defining energy and quantum leap and how energy and everything has an energy and that we vibrate energy and everything around us vibrates energy and how we can pull that energy back into the body to heal. And that's what we're going to work on today because I believe there will come a day very soon here where we will have to rely on our own healing for our body as healthcare is becoming out of reach for most of us. And when I watch the television, I see a pill for everything. When I do watch television, I don't watch it much, but when I do, I am... In fact, I had it on the other day, or somebody did, and I was in the room and hadn't seen it for a while, and I could not believe how many commercials there were about fix-it things that were external outside the body, things that you could reach out for a pill to fix whatever was going on in your body instead of going internal and finding out what kind of energy is going on and asking your body what it needs to heal. So it's exciting to see that there is a new wave of of ancient wisdom coming back into our society for healing. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. We're going to be talking about the ability to use healing instead of a pill to heal our body. And that we get that healthiness of how we exercise and how we eat and how we treat this beautiful temple that we're living in. This temple that is our body, this housing, that spirit of all understanding. You know, as I look around and I see there's so much uh, uh, abuse to the body with being overweight and illnesses that are plugging our society and um, the media feeding on that and putting out messages that that we aren't able to take care of ourselves on our own or that we don't have the ability to heal or you can take a pill to lose weight or just go have your t- tummy st- staple together when we could just take responsibility, 100% responsibility for our actions and heal our own body. This is making this uh, message that's being sent out that we're not safe and that our bodies aren't, uh, we aren't able to take charge of our body and we have to go to someone else to have them do that. It's making a paranoid culture that thinks that the best way to heal is with a couple of pills. Instead of going inside and feeling and seeing what is the cause of the illness and taking, like I said, responsibility to where you are and your own healing. This is empowering. Taking responsibility is empowering. It it means that you're responsible for where you're at, but also means you're responsible for where you can go and where you're going and changing your stories and changing your life. Changing your stories will change your life. Healing comes from within. A feeling of unlove can can lead to a broken heart, which then can lead to an heart condition. When you don't have that self-love, that you give out because whatever love you get out comes back. We've talked about that on the show and we've had episodes where you can listen to that about healing and any episode that's been on the show, you can go back and re-listen in the archives. You can also go to soulhealerspath.com, which is my website to look at that and listen to it. Resentment leads to arthritis. Deep held resentment will lead to arthritis in the body. 
and unforgiveness leads to cancer. So if you can go back and deal with the resentment and the uh, what they are is they're trapped emotions that are being held inside the body, trapped emotions that are that we can let go of. One of those new words that I was talking about, the words that are being expressed out there, is shaman. And as um, a certified shaman practitioner, I have been able to work with the body, mind, and spirit. A shaman is a word that when I first came out, uh, and started my practice 15 years ago, people said don't use that word shaman because it has uh, connotations of of uh, sacrifice and evil, witch, all that kind of stuff. There was a lot of words that were coming at me that are not what a shaman is. So a shaman walks between the world. As a certified shaman, I walk between the worlds. And I'm able to see what is real from what appears to be real. I see the truth. When somebody comes before me with a lie, I see the truth. When they come with their fears, I see the truth of who they divinely are as a beautiful being of love and light. And also as a certified shaman practitioner, I work with the energetic body to clear those trapped emotions because I can see those. I can see the emotions where they're trapped, where they've been created, and I create a safe place for healing. I read the body and I see where the negative emotions are being held and I clear it using ancient techniques such as an illumination, which is just going on and having a visualization of letting that experience go. And the emotions were attached to experience because we just have experiences and then we create stories about those experiences and those become the beliefs we live our life by. So if you're not living the life you want, you've got to go back and just look at the story you created about that experience. So I go in and I do illuminations, which clears that trapped emotion that was stuck in in that story as we recreate a new story. Do soul retrievals, which is going back and retrieving parts of the soul that's left in certain experiences. And past life regressions, which means going back and healing any past life regret, any past lives that you've had. Um, without getting into the story, I do all of that, staying out of the story, keeping you out of the story. So it frees you up. It frees the body, mind, spirit to create positive life experiences. Changing the story, changing your life, making all things possible, walking through your fear of change and letting go of what does not work to have what does. Together we create an inspiring life and a positive empowering world at soulhealerspath.com. It's S-O-U-L-H-E-A-L-E-R-S-P-A-T-H. So soulhealers with an S, path.com. When you go there, we can walk the medicine wheel together because what I've been doing as I'm working with the four elements in the four directions, changing the story, creating new things, making a, a new life and more responsibility coming into that life so that you're creating a way to heal your body and finding a way to use that energy back into healing. And together we um, create a world of healing. Um, I walk through your fears with you. I create a new foundation for life based on the four keystone principles that we've talked about here and we will continue to talk about, which is awareness, education, action, and support. Those are the four keystone principles. And as a shaman and a certified shaman, I take those principles and I bring those elements together. And I create the practice of using the medicine wheel, the ancient art of healing, with the awareness, with the 
education, the action, and the support. So awareness is in the direction of the south. It's the serpent on the medicine wheel. It's when we start the medicine wheel. It's in the first chakra. And it is about shedding and letting go. It's also the groundedness that connects us to the earth. So when we go into serpent, we learn to shed shed and let go of what doesn't work. We see what's not working in our lives and what we want to do different. And we work together to let that go. Then we go into the direction of the west, which is education which is jaguar on the medicine wheel. So we move up through the chakras, through the second chakra, which is creativity, into the third chakra, which is your adeni, where jaguar is held. That's your power source. And jaguar is about couples. It's about courage. It's about knowing the difference between life and death. What, what do you let die that you're always dying and you're always rebirthing? What do you let die so you can bring in the new? Again, letting go what doesn't work to move into what does. Then you move up through the heart, and you move up through the heart chakra, and you get up into the voice, where hummingbird, which is the third direction on the medicine wheel, and the action step, the action step in the keystone principles. And in hummingbird, you have the ability to speak, the ability to speak your truth. You also learn about your ancestors, which is not just you. You start in serpent with just you. You move to jaguar where it's a couple. Now you're in ancestors where there is a past and a present and a future. And you are part of that ancestral line. And what did you learn from your ancestors to help you move forward? What were the gifts that they gave you that you take out and you use? And what did not work did you let go of? Again, letting go of what's not working, bringing in what does. And then you move up through the third eye. And you get into the crown, and at the crown, that's where Eagle Condor lives on the medicine wheel in the, in the east. And Eagle Condor is the wisdom keeper. It's the ability to have support. It's the support on the keystone principles, and it's the wisdom keeper that has you fly above your problems to see them from a higher perspective. I work with those archetypes on the medicine wheel, and then I call in Pachimama, the mother, the great mother who loves us divinely, that mother who holds us in her divine love. And then I bring down great spirit, that Holy Spirit of the God source, the masculine that loves us as well and can guide us. And we bring those together. We have Pachimama and great spirit, which is the yin and yang, the male and female. And the yin and yang part inside of your body. You have a male and female part inside of your body. And in that male and female part of inside your body, you get to be connected to your healing power and the ancient wisdom of healing. And you change your story and you change your life. You make all things possible in your life and in the world. Because when you change your story, you change the story of the world. That's how powerful you are as a spiritual being. That's your healing ability to heal the world and yourself. At soulhealerspath.com, I work together with you. I help you go out and create a new life. So one of those fears is being open to other people's avenues of wisdom, to seeing other cultures in their wisdom. If you think yourself, see yourself as step, separated, separated from others and your God source, then you're not going to be able to see the wisdom and the healing of the ancestors. And when you can move out of that, you move out of fear because fear will paralyze you. It stops you from growing. It stops you from being able to move forward into creating anything new. It's like quicksand. It just grabs a hold of you and sucks you in. So coming from a place of love, 
love allows growth. It, the garden is full of love. The garden gets the love from the sun and the water and the rain and the earth. All of those things work together in love to create food and growth in the garden. So I want you to try and exercise there for a moment. I want you to bring in to your present mind, visualize in front of you, where somebody you have resisted, somebody you resist, somebody, someone else's culture, something else that makes you uncomfortable. I want you to bring it in because we're going to get a chance to heal it right now. And as you bring it into your lot in your mind, you can see it there in front of you. I want you to visualize that conversation. What is it about this you don't like? And where do you feel it in your body right now? Where are you feeling that? Where are you holding that? What's coming up for you right now? And how? And where is that in your body? Put your hand there. And what color is it? And, and how big is this feeling? Because it has a color and it has a feeling. And, and this feeling of discomfort, what color is it? If you could release this feeling, would you? If you could let it go, would you let it go? And if so, when? And if not, why? And if you know it would change your life, if you knew by releasing it, it would bring energy and peace and joy and happiness into this place. If you knew it would move you forward into where you want to be. If you knew just by releasing this, if you gave your brain just the thought that if I release this, what my life could be like, I would have peace and joy and happiness. Would you be willing to let it go and invite that peace and joy into your life? And if so, when? And if not, why? If you knew it was the only thing keeping you from living a happy, full life and the only thing keeping you separate from your creator and your ability to create and your ability to have all things possible, would you be willing to let it go? Would you be willing to let it go? And if so, when? And again, if not, why? Because you have the ability to take that. You can take it and and put it in your hands like a ball. And you can take that ball and you can blow it out into the universe and let it go. Let the universal energy of love and light heal that. Giving it to the universe for healing. That universal God. Handing it over. Visualize yourself at this moment taking that. And handing it over to your God source. Just handing it over. Forgiving it over to God. For that's what forgiveness is. It is forgiving it over to God. Just take it and hand it to your God source. And allow healing to begin. And if you could do that right now, would you? And if you can, when will you? Because now is a good time for that. And if you can't, then Why? Because this why is stopping you, the why is stopping you from having all things possible in your life, is a negative why based on fear. And if you change your story, you can change your why and change your life. Look around you at those doing inspiring things that you want in their life. They have changed their why. They're They're basing their lives on love, not on the fear. Their why is a powerful why that I want. Why am I here? Because I want you to know there's still hope and there is faith and you can trust love, that divine being of love and understanding that you are 
that inspirational of love and understanding it comes from your divine source. You can trust that. That's why I'm here. That's my why. Looking into the why you do what you do is better than taking a pill. It'll start the healing process that you heal your life. Change your story and change your life and start healing in your body, mind, and spirit. Go to soulhealerspath.com where you can walk the medicine wheel with me and I will help you heal. And together we will heal this planet and heal your life because all things are possible in your life. My guest today is Zephy Davy. She is here to help find the truth. She holds the ancient wisdom teachings that she's going to share with us. So as soon as we come back from our break, I'm going to bring Zephy Davy on and we're going to share today in the ancient wisdom, the art of ancient healing. Thank you. Build your better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. It's time to live an inspired life. Join Christy Ellen, the Mosaic Shaman, as she enhances the quality of your life. Healing with art is Christy's focus. At SoulHealerPath.com, if you follow the steps and use the skill that Christy Ellen teaches in Soul Healer's Path Life Coaching, doing your part and taking 100% of the responsibility for your life, changing your life story, then in one year's time, you could be living the inspired life of your dreams. Soul Healer's Path Life Coaching offers four life coaching packages, starting with the Serpent Path, which is all about awareness and letting go of what you do not want to have and embracing what you do. Go to Soul Healer's Path and sign up for a one-month session of Clearing the Light Body. So come and walk the medicine wheel with Christy Ellen. Visit soulhealerpath.com or call 435-260-9598 for a special newcomer's one-month coaching package for just $300. Christy Ellen is an intuitive healer and master creator. Let her guide you to living the life to which you were born to live and go from ordinary to extraordinary. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space in all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live, Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time, on The Voice of America Variety Channel. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. This is Welcome to the Mosaic Garden with Christy Ellen. To connect with the show today, please call 1 888 346 9141. That's 1 888 346 9141. Or you may send an email to healingart.kp at gmail.com. Now, back to Welcome to the Mosaic Garden. Welcome back to the garden. I'm so glad you're here in the garden with us today where we're planting seeds of ancient healing art. And uh, my guest today is Zephy Davy, and she is a founder of The Woman's Rising, author of From Root to Truth. She's an internationally acclaimed spiritual counselor 
who works with the ancient healing arts. So I'm so excited to have her here today. Welcome, Zephy. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Oh, you know, I was just sharing with you before we came on about this movie I watched on Spiritual Center last night, which was um, everything lines up to be perfect when when you're on your path, when you're on your path, the things show up that you, you're working with. And so the movie was about an island um, in Greece that was called Ephicar, is that right? Or No, Ikaria. 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 Okay, yeah. I could spell it out. I It's I-K-A-R-A. But... Ikaria, and what they were saying on the show is one out of every three lives to be 90 years old or older. It's the oldest living um, human existence of, of humans, right? On the planet, yeah. people live longer mm-hmm. there. Yeah. And, and so they were, they were pointing out that um, people live eight years longer, and a lot of the things that were brought up in the movie about why they do that were right along the lines of what we're talking about, inner healing. Because they were um, saying that um, one of the men said he just doesn't hold anger inside. And they have a social yeah. structure. They use humor. I'm just going to name a few, and then I want to have you explain what, what you know about this. And they have exercise. They walk everywhere. They grow their own food. They live in um, three or more in their family. They eat fish more than they eat red meat. Well, actually, they eat um, more uh, plant life than that, but they eat fish, and they help others. So you said you know something about this place. So uh, can you share with us what your knowledge is on that? I'm Greek. So I was born and raised there, and I came to the country uh, when I was 16. So, Ikaria is a very, really beautiful island because it's still a virgin island, as we want to call it, because nothing has come in to change the way uh, people are living. They're living in their purest way possible. They do let go of anger. There's a story of one American, Greek-American, that he had cancer, and he actually came to Ikaria ready to die because she was from there, and he changed the way he was living. He changed his food. He, you know, they do have humor, as you said. They, uh, they walk everywhere. They eat very pure food. So, and of course, the ocean and, I mean, I'm sorry, the sea, because in, in Greece it's a sea, uh, and the weather, because it's such a beautiful climate there. And with everything else they do, and being a small community, and they all help each other, that's exactly what, um, that's why he ended up not, not having cancer anymore. And cancer, I mean, this is a, a big conversation, but, but the, what it's telling us is the way we're living sometimes is not is the right way. So we need to find it within ourselves to change. Now, it's very difficult in the world that we live to really make such a major changes, but, but if we can just bring happiness for me, that's the first thing, and that's what Ikaria has. And Greeks are really like that. We're very happy people. And um, coming from the ancient traditions and our ancient, uh, as everybody knows, ancient Greece, we live in it. Um, it's inside of us. It's deep inside of us. Maybe if you go to Athens, you will not see it. You will see the columns and Acropolis and Parthenon. But we as people really understand what healing is because uh, we help each other through it. And we can pick up the phone and say, this is what's wrong with me, and then 10 people will show up to help you. We don't really, uh, how do I say, we're really open to really have 
suggestions, way of life, uh, changing who we are. And Ikaria is that virgin island that still has it. And I think all of it plays role. It's just from our attitude to the weather, to, uh, to our water, the water that we drink, to the food that we mm-hmm. eat. They do eat meat also. They do plant life a lot. But they, everything they do between fish and meat comes from uh, a clean place, if that makes sense. You know, wow. so you're, you're talking about um, a, a couple of things I took note of is happiness inside. Um, you said you, you just do you just know to be happy because I think a lot of people out there, I know um, people around me I'm seeing are struggling with finding to find a reason to be happy or happiness um, is, uh, is something they're seeking but haven't quite found. And how important is happiness in the healing of the body? I it's the most important thing. And the first thing that we need to do is change the story because we all have a story the way we were born and what happened to our parents and what happened to us through our parents and, you know, to with our friends and we have a divorce and we have a breakup and whatever it is, it's part of our experience. So instead of us seeing it as as this place of, oh, my God, look what's happening to me. I'm so miserable. And becoming a victim, you can shift your story and say, look, I'm a, I'm a soul. I'm a pure soul with this divine energy inside of me. And, and the body is, is part of my temple. So how can I make this? divine energy explode inside of me so the outside stuff that comes at me from my personality or from the people around me or whatever it is of my story, uh, if we like, can let go of the story, that's exactly what's happening. That's why healing, ancient healing, uh, people did from, you know, in the ancient Greece also, we, we, they believe Hippocrates, which was one of our spiritual uh, a doctor, a major doctor in ancient Greece, he believed that people need to really let go of their, their emotions and then that the healing can take place. So honoring our emotions is the most important thing instead of us holding on the emotions and becoming the victim of those emotions. So knowing that you're a soul, knowing that you're a soul being and that... Um so it, knowing that you're a soul, then when things happen to you outside of you, you can um, look at that and say, well, you know, this isn't really real because I really am a soul. Explain a little bit more on, on what it means yeah, to know I, that you're a soul. I don't want, yeah, I don't want to say that the experience that we have are not real because they seem real to us as we're going through it, correct? Certainly. It feels real. Because oh, yeah, they feel us. really real. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And we're like, oh, my God, why this emotion is coming? Why this friend is yelling at me? Or why my, you know, my relationship is breaking up? Why my boss is, is mad at me? But we have to understand that, that we hear those are the experiences that we need to learn. So, but if we make our soul uh, really, like, actually trust, that's the, the major wisdom that I can say, is the word trust. There is a higher being, oh, there is us. Uh, inside of us that actually can look at it and go, okay, this is happening, but how can I really find the good in it instead of find the darkness in it? So looking for the good inside the darkness, looking for the good inside the darkness uh, requires having a trust in something that's bigger than yourself? 
Uh, no, it's not bigger than yourself. You okay. are that big self. You are it. Okay, so having to trust exactly. that you and, and your God source are the same. Yes, I agree with that. Exactly. You're, you're mm-hmm. one. Because when there's a separation, you can't feel connected and trusted in something that's separate from you. Exactly. So you, once you start believing that you are that, you know, in, in ancient Greece, of course, that was part of the belief system. That's why we had half-gods also. We had the major gods and we have half-gods. And what that meant is that each god carries a personality. And, and you, you find that in major traditions like ancient Greece, uh, Hinduism also. Um, there are many aspects of God. It's not just one. And those aspects is representation of ourselves. So we do have the angry God, and we have the love God, and we have the goddess that, you know, like, for example, is Athena, and she's a wisdom God. So we have all of it inside of us. That's why there's a big thing on the archetypes, and I'm sure a lot of people have heard that, that which archetype are you? But you all of it. So God and goddess is inside of you, and you all of that. And is a balance so of masculine and So am I understanding... Am I understanding that each of these separate gods are um, inside of you and an emotion that is attached to them? Are they all connected to the same God source, or um, is it is a God created so that these gods are created? So you say I have, um, I can relate to when I'm angry and when I'm happy. There's a God that represents each one of those inside of me. Well, there is one energy, correct? We can call it God or spirit or whatever we want uh-huh. to call it. There's a major energy that it connects us all in the whole universe, in the whole world also, you know, the world that we live in. But also there's God, it's, if you want to call them, there's God, there's energy underneath that, correct? So each energy has, you know, in the ancient traditions, they used to put a name to it. So they made it the god of Mars, for example, which is the, you know, the god of anger, or, you know, the god of Venus, which is the goddess of love, or, you know, so they gave, they gave names to gods so they can understand what is inside of them. In the so if you give it, if you attach a, it's a god um, source to it, then you might be more open to be loving and understanding that it's okay that this is happening, other than being exactly. resistant, is it being right or wrong? Exactly. Instead of fighting, okay. that's ego. And within the God source, ego doesn't exist, correct? It's all yeah. pure love and pure light. So in the God source, ego doesn't re- exist. I like that. Yes, because it is pure love and light. So, mm-hmm. um, I know that I was looking at your story a little bit, and um, from a young age, you had a spiritual connection to Christ energy. And you want to explain that a little bit, what that means? Because um, it's, you know, that you were connected to wanting to be in the church and, and working there. What was that like? Well, it's kind of interesting because when you're young, you don't really understand the way where life takes you, correct? But... I was um, I was a Girl Scout, and um, in in Greece, the Girl Scouts have a major uh, roles of everything that we do here in America. But also, our role was to, uh, and the Holy Week is actually to protect the um, when you know when they do when Christ dies, and in Greece, in the Greek Orthodox Church, they take him out and they put him they place him in a in a bed with flowers and beautifully decorated and we were protecting that for the whole weekend 
And um, because p- part of our week of a whole holy ceremony, it's a whole week long in Greece. So, uh, and on Sunday, he's risen, correct? But so okay. he comes out of that um, beautiful bed. They, they call it epitaphios in Greece. I don't really know how to translate it in Greek, in English. So, um, so I felt incredibly that I was there protecting that uh, and protecting him. And it's not that I'm not, you know, I believe God is one and we don't have, I don't believe in different separations of traditions. I believe the energy is one. But when I was growing up with that, that was one thing that we did and I didn't understand it why. And also I felt inclined since I was probably very young age, like seven or eight years old, I would go to this island, a really tiny island in Greece, and I felt like going always and cleaning uh, the icons in the church. And to me, that was very meditative. But when I was young, between sitting on the Holy Week and protecting the Christ body uh, and also doing the, you know, cleaning of the icons and feeling that, that, that was a sense of meditation for me. And, and it was like, you know, back then, what do I know, correct? It was 67 or something like that. What do we know about all this? We didn't know nothing. So when I was nine years old, I started waking up in different ways, and um, I started reading regular cards out of nowhere and actually really predicting things. So I felt that this energy of, of, of the spirit, it was inside of me, and it was... It was my intuition that it was waking up. And oh, then so this started, I got married. Yeah. Okay, so this started at a young age. It started at a young age, so you had your connection there. And then there was a time of space between having that spiritual connection where you lost your um, your connection. I want you, you know share that a little bit, but I also want you to talk about where these ancient practices started to come into your work. Well, so I so I lost it all for a little while because I got married and came to America. But when I was 27, a major situation happened into my life, and I pretty much had to change the story. And the Spirit woke me up and said, this is your path. This is where you are. This is where you need to go. And I went from having, you know, a, a typical job in the fashion industry and a lot of money and the cars and the houses and the traveling and all that stuff that goes with it and the glamour to actually becoming a healer. And that's when I moved in Sedona. And they had to take me to India. Um, I went to India and spent three months there with like only $300. Um, It was just uh, a major change in my life that I really, up to this day, which is so many years ago, I'm so grateful because my story changed, and like you were saying earlier in your show, and I discover who I truly am. I discover the spirit in me, and that's what I do in my work. I help people discover who they are and really being in their truth, in the true energy. About and how, how, do you use, how do you use the ancient arts of healing in your practice? Well, you know, we, we have, you know, I have, I'm a Reiki master, uh, teacher, and tantric master, and all that. But that's not, for me, it's not the titles. It, each person that comes in front of me has a different story. And, and the healer is about intuitive finding out exactly what each person uh, wants, um, needs. 
okay? Because I, can, I don't use the same techniques on everybody. I download, which that means is the technique, not the technique, but the energy comes in me and tells me exactly how to use my hands, where to place them, or if I need to use crystals, or if I need to use just to have conversation with people. It, it's kind of like intuitive. Being an ancient healer is not about using a modality, but is using all of them together and actually make those modalities work for individuals. So when you're talking about being intuitive, explain that a little bit. What does that mean for you to be intuitive as a healer? Um, I'm a medical intuitive. That's one of the terms that that we uh, found out late, later. I think that that term came out in the 90s. But um, intuition means that you either see, you can see inside the body, or you can feel uh, what's going on with the person, or you can hear because we have different types of intuition, uh, or we can sense or, you know, different things like I'm a medical intuitive, so I feel things in my body. I can feel it actually the day before uh, uh, someone comes up to show and says to me, books a session, and uh, what I do is uh, the day before, if I have a lower back pain, my my back will start hurting, which is very interesting. And then I ask them, is your back been hurting and you have any issues there? And they're like, yes. So we can feel things. That's intuitive. And, and another thing, which is very important, I learn how to separate that what I'm feeling is not just me, correct? It's everything else yes. around me. So I don't take it in. I don't take it as, oh, my God, my back is hurting. Let me go to the doctor. I know that's not it, but that takes practice. And, you know, I've been in this work for over 25 years. And, and how do you help your clients in their own healing? Like, um, where do you direct them to go to? I mean, you help them when they come in. You put your hands on them and you heal them, which is where they need as well. But then what would you, what's your message to them to help in their own healing when, once they leave and go home? The most important thing is to deal with their emotions. That's how I start. Like, you know, in ancient Greece and in other traditions, that's where we start first. We look at the emotion because I'm a coach. So we really uh, find out what this emotion is stuck in the body. Like uh, you were giving a little bit of example of that in your meditation earlier, where this word or this feeling or this energy is stuck in your body and what that is creating. So when you actually really can go through that and and explain, to, and I like not to call them clients, I like to call them students because we all learn every day. So we're teacher students simultaneously because I learn from them also. So when when they come to me and they say, "Oh my God, I have this emotional issue, and this is where you know I feel so horrible, I'm depressed, or whatever," I actually find out what it was created. So it can be something that it was shown up when they were younger, you know, when they were really young and something uh-huh. with the family, and we bring it up and we're like, okay, let's look at that. And so this is part of the session also, not just when they leave. When they leave, I would give them different techniques, depends on what we haven't been able to clear in that hour that I'm working with them. Because we can bring a lot of stuff up in an hour, and sometimes that's too much for the body to actually heal everything right away. So sometimes we need to do, like, a, in a month another another session to see what happened and where they feel. But I give them work also to take home. 
You have so many great things that you do. Um, we could be here for uh, hours talking about it, which is, is really great. I would like you to um, share with um, listeners what you would, with us, with us as a group here, what you would like to leave as your message here, um, what topic you'd like to talk the most about. Because you have you do a thing called a, a woman's rising as well. And we've talked about the importance of tribe. Um, and then there's feelings versus emotion. So I'm going to let you pick which topic you want to talk on. And I also want to ask you, do you just work with women? So those are a couple things. Um, do you want to pick which one of those? And let's go with that. Okay, I I don't only work with women. It's just a woman arising. Uh, it's something that came to me a few years ago, and I decided to really start working with women because the earth is the mother earth is feminine, and we do have a womb also, and the mother earth has a womb. So if we can heal that with with inside of us, um, actually the world can heal. And I work with men in in that kind of sense also because they we have come from the womb all of us males and females so we have a different uh we're not separate and that's the thing that we need to understand uh we are going to do a group called men awaken and that's in the process right now to put up that in Sedona next year of 2018 because I want men and women to heal together, not separate anymore because the separation has been long, long, long and thousands of years and we don't need that anymore. We need to come together. We need to understand each other, who we are and really, really understand that we have male, masculine and feminine within our bodies also. So that is a great thing to bring that together. And yeah, I do work with couples also, uh-huh. and, and that's another great thing because I, I do tantric work with couples, and um, it's very important to have that balance. You know, we cannot separate anymore. No, I see sacred um, relationships starting all over and I, I, all over the place around me, and I, I enjoy that. I'm actually doing one right now myself. So these sacred relationships based on understanding that we are both masculine and feminine and not having that separation is and totally important on the planet right now, and I agree with you as well. So um, you... You work with men and women together, um, and you do something like is called going into the womb. Does that apply to men as well? Yes, absolutely, because it's kind of where we call rebirthing in the sense. Uh, so we bring the masculine into the womb of, of where they came out from and understand what's going on. It's not exactly rebirthing, but it's kind of how I can explain it in, in a small in, in an easy way right now. We, through meditation, uh, women will go into their own womb to understand that, and the masculine will go back into their, their mother's womb and come out of it and really understand what they received and what they were taking on and how we can release it. So there's a little bit of difference, but it's actually really, really uh, beautiful how that happens. And you can see relationships with, uh, you know, I have a lot of clients from all over the world that actually, again, I don't like clients, I like the word students, but that we do, uh, there are couples and we work on that. And, you know, being in a sacred, sacred relationship, first of all, you got to be with yourself. That's the most important thing. You've got to marry your masculine and your feminine within yourself. 
And then, then the, the, your partner needs to marry their own self with their masculine and feminine. And then when the couple comes together, that makes it such a beautiful dance because they both are healed. But what they actually do, walk together, not really saying, oh, I'm in this relationship because I want him to heal me, or I'm in this relationship because I want her to heal me. The both are healed. They're pure beings, and they get into relationships with their hearts, with really, really understanding the divine within them, and God, and God is within them. That's an amazing, beautiful um, picture there, bringing men and women together and, and, deny, and divine connection. Once you connect a different masculine and feminine within yourself, then you have a, a whole being to bring into another relationship, and you have two whole beings coming together. Um, well, helping so much in healing the planet right now. So um, this, I like the the not the you know this is ending the separation that we are totally connected as universal beings, um, and that connection you have with Greece and in the United States, and you bring that into your healing practice here. Yeah, it it's a uh, it's a beautiful connection of bringing ancient healing into um, a world that really needs it right now. How did you bring those two together? I know we only have about three minutes, but i really like to know how you brought your ancient teachings of Greece here. And um, before we go any further, please tell people where they can go and find out about your um, Women's Arising and this new course that you're teaching with men and women. Let's do that uh, first. Everything is under my website, which is ancienthealing.org. Uh, there's a separate website for women arising, and I'm um, also on, on uh, Facebook and Twitter and all that other stuff, Instagram. But ancienthealing.org is where they can reach me, and all everything is explained there, my sessions, my couple sessions, everything is part of it. But okay. uh, to, to go into the connection, how I brought it, I, I think it was just all guided because it's not just ancient Greece. I also bring ancient India and ancient Tibet. And a lot of the teachings that I was really, really, uh, I have a feeling it's a past life thing for me that I was very much interested and I kind of blend them all together because all, even, even Reiki, Japanese, Japanese modality, it's all one. It's all spirit. But that come from different, how you say, um, uh, discoveries of people made in those traditions and in those countries. So it's like it's so incredible to bring them all together and and really create and give the individual that is a friend of me or my students or when I do my lectures or my work is to give them the understanding that, that we are one. It's just in different countries and in different parts of the world, the same thing existed. It was just in a different language, <laughs> if that makes sense, or in a different I know, it, it does, that we're all <laughs> one and we're all connected. That's a great message to leave here on the note that we are all connected. You know, Zephy, it's so nice to have you here with us, and I appreciate you taking the time to be in the garden today. And I want you to go and... Look at ancienthealing.org. Learn more about Zephy and her programs and about the woman rising that's coming up and her connection to bringing the divine feminine and the masculine together because it's so important right now. Zephy, thank you for joining me today. Thank you very much. I really, really appreciate it. <laughs> okay. And the message nice is day. to... 
You have a, have a beautiful day. And the message is to plant those seeds in the garden of understanding. And one of the things I want to summarize is the way you treat your body is the way you're going to heal by food, exercise, positive emotion, and going to the places and the resources that will help you create a healed experience and teach you, because I like what Zephy said, that we are all students and teachers working together, teach you to have an inspiring life where all things are possible. Change your life, change your story, change your story, change your life. Namaste. Until next week, welcome to the garden. Thank you for listening to Welcome to the Mosaic Garden. Christy Ellen hopes that you will join her on another journey next Tuesday afternoon at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Empowerment Channel. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.